the Strike and Spare Family Fun Center Studio. It's the Bill King Show. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. Go get it, dog. I'm a man! He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. I'd is sitting on a firecracker. And suits so fine, they made Sinatra look like a hobo. It's a fantastic day for the United States of America. It's the Bill King Show. Call or text now. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Call us or send us a text on the WNSR text line. 615-844-5600. 615-844-5600. Call or text. Same number. Red 7. I don't know what Red 7 means. Brought to you by Omni Nashville Hotel. Fifth Avenue, downtown. Hot Rock. That's what we call a sack lunch. I do have are a very particular set of skills. Skills that make me a nightmare for people like you. His head coach is gone to A&M. Riley Leonard is a coveted quarterback. He has not said anything as far as I know. He's from Mobile, Alabama. He was perhaps more known as a basketball player in high school. Played football. Obviously went to Duke as a quarterback. Has exceeded by far his recruiting rankings. And would be heavily coveted. He has the measurables. He's 6'4". He's 215 pounds. He's very athletic. He's got a good arm. He would be, and I'm sure there has been flirtation with him behind the scenes because, let's just repeat, there is no police force. This, This poaching, they poached, Bill. Well, let me let you in on a little secret. If your school's not doing the same thing, you're losing. Don't don't get holier than thou about the rules you're obeying. There ain't no rules, y'all. What was the famous Jerry Tarkanian saying? Nine out of ten teams, good teams, are cheating, and the tenth one is in last place. Manning, the one that's not. I'm sorry. I know that's a horrible thing to teach, but it's it's true. I'm sure there have been back-channel communications with Riley Leonard. Remember, once he got hurt, it's kind of been tough. That team probably wins eight games if he's available, maybe nine, that Duke team, the Mike Elko team. And lots of rumors about Notre Dame. Now, not anything more than a rumor. I would think, though, 
since Notre Dame has made it very clear publicly, the head coach of Notre Dame University, right? The school known as Notre Dame has said to the media, we are pursuing a quarterback in the portal. We absolutely will do this. I've told the quarterbacks on the team, I've told the recruits, we are pursuing a transfer portal quarterback. I would think that is one of them. Now, what happens, that kid's going to have a lot of options if he chooses. You may want to bring up, well, what about A&M? That's where his coach is. Well, they've got Connor Wegman. Connor Wegman, when he's healthy, is a good quarterback. Connor Wegman is a former five-star. I know that doesn't necessarily tell you he's going to be a five-star, but I think Connor Wegman's a good quarterback. I think they have a starting quarterback. They have their starting quarterback. I don't know if you do anything. If you do something with Riley Leonard, you're telling Connor Wegman, basically, we're bringing in a dude and giving him the ball. I don't think there's any let's meet halfway on this, on that one. And if you're Connor Wegman, you would have tons of choices if that happened yourself. Tons of opportunities to go and pursue a new school if need be. I don't think that's what's going to happen, though. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. I'm not I'm not sure how that's going to go down, but Riley Leonard is the name. Feeling is Michael Pratt is not going to play, play any more college ball. Feeling is that he's he's going to go on and pursue the NFL, and, and good for him. Yeah, good, good for him. Jim and Jupiter like my uh, spiel on Florida State. Well, folks, I lived it. And you folks that live down there, you lived it too. But I go back to the point where we're doing this show and people are calling me saying, Bill, what's all this talk about Florida State? They've never won anything. Bobby Bowden, Bill, has never done a thing. He hadn't won anything. He recruits well. And they're winning 10 games, but he hadn't won a championship. It's not like they're Alabama, Bill. And at that time, Florida had never done anything either. Now, Miami had. We were not doing the show in 83. Wish I could say we were, but uh, I'd have been too young. We were not doing the show in 83 when Miami won their national championship with Bernie Kosar and Coach Howard Snellenberg. But we were doing it when Florida State started getting good. And Bowden got there, what, in about 77, 78, somewhere in there. But they really got rolling mid to late 80s, and then boom, the 90s. Just a dominating decade. And when recruiting was a crescendo thing, it's not quite that way anymore, but it just would build to those visit weekends in December, January, and then February, the first Wednesday, you'd have signing day. Nobody closed better than Florida State all those years. Nobody. I don't care where a dude came from. What state could have been a local guy, could have been a guy from California. did not matter. They would close. Now, they're not back to that level. They're not there. But they are trending well. And I do know that when they are playing well, recruits absolutely love them. They are a magnet. 
and if they get in the playoffs. And tonight, the committee, folks, this is the last regular season committee release. And then Sunday, you have the playoff release. You have the rankings, but you have the top four. We're, we're closing down on everything, y'all. Yeah, we are absolutely closing down on everything when it comes to this college football season. Florida got rid of a couple of defensive assistants. We talked to Gator Dave about that earlier. Sean Spencer. Sean Spencer was here at Vanderbilt and then left with James Franklin. He was here in Nashville with James Franklin, went to Penn State, stayed there a while, and then left. And down there at Florida defensive line, he just got unhired, and their DB coach also just got unhired. Now, that was yesterday's news. That news came out on Monday. And that's what you do when your program's in trouble. That's what you do when you're struggling is somebody's got to go. Somebody's got to take the heat for what's going on. The defense has not played well. They're not going to fire Austin Armstrong, their first-year defensive coordinator. But if next year is choppy, if next year is a struggle, Billy Napier will not survive. Right now, and let me let me bring out that word we used yesterday, and that would be either statistically bullish bias or statistically bearish bias. Right now, clearly the Florida situation is statistically bearish in its bias. Florida's schedule next year is arguably more difficult than this year. You have a head coach who I have nothing against. I hope he does well, but he's struggling. And you don't have a roster that's all that attractive, certainly by Florida standards, returning. Now, a lot could happen in the portal. We'll see how they build back in the portal. And you have a cumbersome, I mean a brutal, wicked, bleeping schedule. The Florida situation, as it applies to Billy Napier, is statistically bearish in its bias. It just is. It just is. The Florida situation right now is antithetical to what we watched when Urban Meyer was there until the meltdown in 2010 or when Steve Spurrier was there. It's completely the antithesis of what Florida should be when they are mighty and they are peaking and they max out what they've got. That's what it ought to look like. Right now, this situation is the antithesis of that. And Billy Napier does not have a long-term vision that he can point out to save the day. Next year, they need prima facie evidence that things are getting better. That's what they need. Just bring in some old terms to the show and some new terms to the show. Always thinking about that. Yeah, always looking about that. Jim and Jupiter, Bill, the rise of Florida State started with Bowden's offense, but then Mickey was hired, Mickey Andrews. Remember those teams? I remember an Auburn game, Bo Jackson game, where it was high scoring. 
And there's a famous Auburn-Florida State game where Dion Sanders, who, as we all know, turned out to be the best cover cornerback in the history of the sport, Dion weighed about 150 pounds early on at Florida State. Bo Jackson was 6'1", about 225, and ran – Olympic speed, right? Had Olympic speed. Was a superstar. And there's a play where Dion and the knock on Dion had always been and still is that yeah, he's the best cover guy, but but he's not going to tackle you. That's probably a little bit of a misnomer. But cover corners are not known as physical tacklers. Patrick Peterson is about the only guy built for that kind of job. Right? who went to LSU, Florida kid, went to LSU, weighed about 220, 225. Now, that's a, just a freak corner. But the best cover corner ever was Dion. But there's a play, and I don't remember if it was at 84. I don't remember the year, where Bo breaks free, Auburn at Florida State, and Dion comes across the field, and Bo just basically puts his hand right in his face <laughs> and says, no, 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 little fella, not today. Yeah, you go, you're really good, and you're going to be a superstar. Not today. Somebody remember that year. I, I, I don't remember the but it was early 80s. But, but Jim's right in that I remember I'd watch Florida State play, and you could tell these athletes and the offense and all that was happening, but they weren't stopping anybody. The defense was a problem. Now, I'm not saying it was like Lincoln Riley bad. Score a ton of points and your defense does nothing. But it was not good. That got solidified with Mickey Andrews. 100% true. No doubt. Absolutely no doubt. And you had all those other guys chuck the chest and the other long-time, that turned out to be long-time staffers, but wow. Wow, wow, wow. Kevin in Dublin. Kevin just posted a picture from, I don't know, the hospital or something. And they did a procedure on his neck. He said, late balls of steel to me. They fixed my bulging discs in my neck and instant pain relief in the shoulders, arms, and back. Felt like Mike the Tiger was ripping out my left shoulder blade. Well, I'm glad you're better, sir. Yeah, I'm glad you're better. Jim and Jupiter, Bill Dion's last play at Florida State was intercepting Auburn in the Sugar Bowl. Yeah, I mean, Dion's had a Hall of Fame career without question. But that one play, and I've, I saw it within the last couple of years, Dion was doing an interview. It wasn't about Colorado, but it was just about his career. And he said, yeah, I always caught heat because they said I couldn't tackle, which he takes offense to. And he said, yeah, in that Auburn game, I got a face plant by, uh, by Bo. Steve said, Bill, that was 85. I knew it was somewhere in there. I just couldn't point it out. 84, 85, something like that. All right, we'll get the break here. Omni Nashville Hotel.
Good morning. Still some traffic flow trying to get in from Rutherford County on 24 westbound up through the Hickory Hollow area there at Bell Road. Wrapping up a couple of wrecks out here. One was westbound I-40 between OHB and Stewartsbury Pike. It's over to the side. 400 block of Trinity Lane. Two cars have tangled up at that intersection. Trying to finish up a wreck in Brentwood at OHB at Hearthstone Lane. That is in its cleanup stages. Hey, Princess Hot Chicken is hiring at all four locations. You can order online today. It's easy. Log on to princesshotchicken.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on time traffic. Brad Fowler, Century 21 Right Realty is asking listeners to please donate a toy to Toys for Tots this holiday season. You can make a difference in the life of a child. Brad Fowler, Century 21 Right Realty is our area's premier and most trusted real estate professional, backed by years of experience. So if you're buying, selling, moving, or improving, give the pros a call today at 615-519-3339. 615-519-3339. That's Brad Fowler, Century 21 Right Realty. He's a professional who cares. Located at 5410 Murfreesboro Road in the heart of Laverne, City Slickers is one-stop shopping for all your liquor, beer, and wine needs and has been a multiple winner annually in the Best of Rutherford County voting for Best Liquor Store and Top Wine Shop. Featuring the lowest prices, the best customer service with unsurpassed knowledge, City Slickers offers the largest craft beer selection in Rutherford and southeastern Davidson counties and has beer on tap at its Growler Filling Station. City Slickers also sells mixers, sodas, snacks, tobacco products, and the Tennessee Lottery and can place special orders and assist with all your events and even wedding planning. Make sure you follow City Slickers on all their social media or just give them a call at 615-280-7469. That's 615-280-7469. Located in the heart of Laverne, City Slickers. Are you ready for a touchdown of flavor and excitement? Look no further than Sam's Place and Sam's Sports Grill. The ultimate destination for great food, fantastic drinks, and game time atmosphere that will have you cheering for more. Sam's is the place for every sports fan and food lover with over 40 TVs at every location. Sam's has a family-friendly atmosphere where everyone can have a blast. From their friendly staff to awesome kids' menu, they've got something for everyone. Online at samsplace.net or samsportsgrill.com or call and find the nearest location to you. At Sam's, the game is always on and the fun never stops. The TSU Tigers men's basketball team of fifth-year coach Penny Collins are coming off a top three OVC finish last season and looking for much more this season. Led by preseason all-conference guards Marcus Fitzgerald and Kenyon Hodges, the Tigers face an impressive non-conference schedule that includes Oregon, Lipscomb, Austin P, Indiana State, and Liberty and tip off a league play on December 28th at Gentry Center versus UT Martin. Hello, this is Greg Pogue inviting you to join longtime TSU broadcaster Albert Dawson on all of the games this season right here on Nashville Sports Radio WNSR. Text The Bill King Show now at 615-844-5600 and interact with the king of college football. The Bill King Show.
here to bash because I'm not anti-Dion. I know he's got a lot of enemies. He's brash. He's arrogant. He's confident. That rubs people wrong. Doesn't rub me wrong at all, if you can back it up. Now, as a player, he can back it up. As a coach, they got a good early start, and then things collapsed on him. Probably some of it built on a house of cards, but injuries, lack of depth, a roster that he ran most of them off, but it was a 1-11 team. And they're not going to go to a bowl game. It collapsed to that point. Now, what does that mean? Don't know. Unclear. How are they going to do in the transfer portal? How are they going to do in recruiting? They just got a good receiver out of Georgia. Of course, Georgia produces all kinds of players. Guy that Tennessee wanted, I think Georgia recruited maybe a little bit. But how is that going to work? How are they going to replenish in the portal? Shadir Sanders, who's a very good quarterback, is back. They need to patch up that offensive line. And they need help in a lot of areas. A lot of areas. A lot of you were saying the Dion play was in 85. I don't think it was 85 because... And I might be getting my years wrong, but I thought he was a high school senior in 85. Maybe, maybe, you, maybe you're right. I, I, well, well I, let's look at it this way. Maybe, let me think this out. And I'm talking about the uh, Dion as a freshman against Bo, the Auburn game. I guess it could have been 85 because let's say he graduated spring of 85. And then that fall, that, that August, September, October, et cetera, he's a freshman for the Seminole team. So, yes, it could have been 85. Some are saying, Bill, I think that was probably 86, but it could be 85. You graduate that spring, and then you head on to college. So it could have been. Regardless, regardless of all that, it's going to be fun to see how he does with the portal. And everything. Tom in Myrtle Beach. Hey, Bill. Michigan comes to Coastal Carolina in March. Baseball. Michigan baseball. He says, I will be there wearing Coastal Carolina attire. That would be scarlet and teal. It's Friday Starting Friday, March the 8th, the Chanticleers versus Michigan. Which, that baseball coach just finished his first year at Clemson and turned them around rapidly. No question. Yeah, turned them around absolutely rapidly. And we'll have plenty of time to get into that this spring. We won't need to do that right here. Top water assassin. Bill, growing up in the 80s, we had three channels. Didn't see much Florida State football. First game that turned me on to them was when they played the lame Cox. Carolina never got the ball past the 50-yard line, Bill, in that ball game. I remember 79-80 when ESPN and cable TV, and we had a big dish, big farm, so you didn't have cable where we were, but you had the big dish. We had the big dish. And one of my first memories 
of ESPN and college football coverage was the 1980 Alabama-Mississippi State game. And Alabama was coming off back-to-back national championships, 78-79, and they still had not lost a game in 80. Mississippi State beats them 6-3. John Bond was the true freshman quarterback for Mississippi State out of Valdosta, Georgia. And they had a defensive end named Billy Jackson, who was a freshman. And that game got repeated, meaning he has been replayed that game I don't know how many times. That week after that, I must have watched that game, and I'm probably embellishing ten times. And it's probably the biggest win in the history of Mississippi State football. That would be, again, 1980. I mean, it was a colossal upset. And that 1980 Alabama team didn't turn out. It wasn't going to be as good as 78-79. Hard, hard to maintain that. Again, hard to, hard to three-peat. There's a team that had a chance to three-peat. Also, the 13 Alabama team had a chance to three-peat. Hard to do. Georgia is doing it better than anybody's done it, basically. Unless you want to go back to Minnesota about 100 years ago. And that Minnesota team, tough to compare because back then the offensive lineman probably weighed 200 pounds. Yeah, tough to compare errors. Not not fair to compare errors. Within that time frame, that's good because all the other teams didn't have 320-pound offensive linemen. Heck, they probably didn't have 240-pound offensive linemen in some cases. Marty in Jacksonville said, Bill, that was 85. Dion was a true freshman. And the game was at Auburn. Somebody, here's what I would also like. I need to, does anybody have a clip of that? I know there's got to be a clip. I have not seen a clip of that in so long. I just remember Dion talking about it. Yeah, I just remember Dion saying, you know, I've always been criticized because they say I wouldn't hit anybody. Now, again, if you think about Dion, though, you don't think about his physicality. That's not what you think about. You think about his incredible coverage skills and his elite Olympic speed. And he's an athlete who played Major League Baseball and the NFL. The guy's just off the chart. Off the chart good. Jim and Jupiter. Bill, did you see where the Gators are crying over Florida State taking some grass to put in the side cemetery? We've only been doing this, Bill, since the 60s. You'd think they'd be used to it by now. Yeah, after the game, they were clipping some little pieces of the the turf when they were there. Sammy down in Hatton, Alabama. Bill, I remember going to see NC State, Florida State in 02. Chuck Amato beat Bobby Bowden. Seemed like that was the beginning of the end for Bowden. Florida State went to the first three BCS championships. Lost to Tennessee. Beat the Hokies. Lost to Bobby Stoops. After that, the magic... The recruits, 
the development of the recruits slowly started deteriorating into what they call the lost decade. Started off well. Ended not so well. Steve checking in again this morning from Myrtle. Where, where, let me let me pull this up. Yeah, Steve checking in from down at Auburn. Sorry about that. Steve would know. Says, Bill, Bowes last year was 85, and he won the Heisman. Dion got run over at Auburn. Florida State played at Auburn in 83 and 85. So Dion would have been a true freshman. Dion was about 150 pounds early on. Dion's not short. He probably what six foot, six one. Dion was never short. He was just tall and and long and lean, right, for a corner. But he was a phenomenal athlete, like a generational athlete. So was Bo. Totally different body type. Bo was. 228 pounds, whatever it was, 6-1. Also elite, also Major League Baseball, pro football. If not for a hip injury, they say today, with today's technology, he'd have been able to play football much better after that hip. Yeah, with that hip. Just saying. Tom's trying to start more rumors here. Tampa Bay Bill needs a new head coach. Looks like Blackbeard might get a pirate ship for Christmas. <laughs> oh, here's a uh, now. This is yeah. This is the stiff arm, Steve. I'll go ahead and retweet it. I I, I won't be able to check that out until the break, but appreciate that, Steve down at Auburn. Jim says, don't forget, Bill Dion might well be the best return man ever, too. Think about this. Now, again, he cemented his legendary status. What would Deion Sanders be like as a wide receiver? You would. There's no way you could cover him. How would you cover him? He would beat anybody on the planet deep. First of all, you're dead there. Anything underneath, you're not going to be able to cover him. I don't know what you would do. Sammy said, Bill, talking about ESPN college football, I think that Gottfried and Franklin were the favorites. Yeah, and I don't remember that 1980 Alabama-Mississippi State game. I don't remember who the broadcast team was. Was that Keith Jackson? I don't think it was. I don't think so. I don't remember who was on that call, but I just remember that was ESPN was about a year old. And at that point, you're always looking for good inventory, meaning items to put on TV. And so they would run replays a lot more back then just to fill space than they would do now. They don't do that on the main channels at all now, do they? Maybe on the U and some things, maybe on a Sunday night when you're looking to fill some space. But... Now, the Big Ten Network, I love what they do with their replays an hour long and they just keep clipping them. I like that. SEC does somewhat the same thing, but I enjoy those because it it packs it all in in a very concise amount of time. I do do enjoy that. But 
I don't remember in 1980 who that broadcast team was. I don't I don't recall. Anyways, we're going to need to take the break here tomorrow. Blake Rafino with us. They've got some items to look at. Remember now, Corey Raymond, who just got unhired at Florida, was at LSU. When he left, it was considered kind of a coup for Florida. Now it's not. I don't know that LSU would take him back. LSU's got significant problems on defense right now. Their defense cannot get off the field. They struggle in a lot of areas. And I will tell you this because I've experienced with it dating back to Brian Kelly at Cincinnati. If decisions that are difficult need to be made, Brian Kelly will make them. He fired Brian Van Gorder during the season. If you'll recall. I remember when he was at Cincinnati, he fired his defensive coordinator. I had him on the show we were talking about. Because they had a schematic difference. Guy had to go. I don't remember which coach that was. Brian just flat out told me on the show. He wants to run this kind of defense. I'm not running that kind of defense. He's gone. That guy's not afraid to make a tough decision. He don't play that crap. Good morning. Still a little bit of traffic volume coming in from Rutherford County, Murfreesboro, towards Nashville on 24 westbound up through the Hickory Hollow area. Still a little bit crowded over here past the airport on I-40 westbound at Donaldson Pike as that traffic continues to build in from Wilson County. Still not too bad right now out in West Nashville. Just that normal heavy traffic flow on 40 east up by Charlotte Pike. Hey, don't miss it this year. Enchanted Garden of Lights at Rock City in Chattanooga. Check them out online today at crockcity.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. Tis the season for all of my favorite treats. Now, where are Grandma's homemade holiday cookies? Hold up. Where are Grandma's cookies? Easy, Joe. Grandma brought something even sweeter this season. <gasps> Your triple fudge brownies? No, Joey. Holiday instant games from the Tennessee Lottery. Made from scratch holiday wins? Grandma, you're a genius. Give the gift of holiday instant games topped with sweet cash prizes. Only from the Tennessee Lottery. Oh, what game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. When you've experienced the loss of a loved one, you can trust SAG Funeral Home to guide you through the process of honoring their life. At SAG Funeral Home, they pride themselves in serving families in Nashville and surrounding areas with dignity, respect, and compassion. The staff is experienced in a variety of funeral services and can help you celebrate your loved one, no matter your religion, culture, or budget. Family and veteran-owned funeral home and cremations now are handled all in one location. We'll help create a personalized experience to pay tribute to your loved one's unique life. Ask about the pre-planning service as well. SAG Funeral Home. Serving Nashville and Middle Tennessee for over 40 years. In your time of need, you need someone you can trust who can provide comfort to your family in a very professional way. SAG Funeral Home, 1503 Buchanan Street. Call today, 615-244-5044. 615-244-5044. SAG Funeral Home. For comfort and care in your time of need. SAG Funeral Home. Proud sponsor of TSU Football on WNSR.
Do you ever feel like gambling is causing financial strain or hurting your relationships? The Gambling Clinic has been helping people who want to change their gambling habits for over two decades. With physical clinics and remote online appointments, we're here to help you make informed decisions about your gambling so it doesn't lead to a bigger problem. Visit us at thegamblingclinic.com so we can work together to help you win your life back. This project is funded by the Tennessee Department of Mental Health and Substance Abuse Services. The Jim Rome Show. I get a lot of vacation. I understand that. However, I don't take a lot of sick days. The, these things are not one and the same. That was not like I worked eight straight days or I worked Super Bowl Sunday. I think I'll give myself a day off. I earned it. Hey, and by the way, I could because I have those days. I pride myself in not taking sick days. I hate that. We usually grind through it. But honestly, it was the right thing. In that case, it was the right thing. The Jim Rome Show. Weekdays 11 to 2 on Nashville's Sports Radio. He gives you a wide latitude on topics because Bill King isn't afraid of your telephonic interaction. 615-844-5600. You know, a quarterback I left out. And the portal, A.J. Swan, who was injured this year and didn't have nearly the same year just because of the choppiness as he had as a true freshman. He's a Georgia kid. He has almost 3,000 yards in two years of quarterbacking. He's got a good skill set. He's 6'3", about 220, so size and all that stuff is not a concern. That is a player, depending on the team and depending on what your skill set is, that you would look at. Also, Ken Seals is in the portal as well. You know one of Vanderbilt's quarterback commits is the Muschamp kid, Will Muschamp's son. A.J. Swan, though, in the portal, I left him out. We were talking about various quarterbacks earlier, and I absolutely left him out. Clay, good friend right here in the 615, sent me a message about it earlier, and I should have paid attention to it. Anyways, this is that time, y'all, that you find out what everybody's got. Portal, coaches, everything else. Top water assassin, Bill. Actually, Dion played some receiver with the Cowboys. You know what? I don't remember that. But the reason I wouldn't remember it is I don't watch that league enough. So I wouldn't remember that. Because I know this is blasphemy, but I'll put C.J. Spiller's kick return highlight reel against Dion or anybody's. Well, that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. C.J. Spiller's a dude. Yeah, he's 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 a dude. Can't can't leave him out of a conversation like that. Georgia, we checked about an hour ago, is a five and a half point favorite in the SEC championship game against Alabama. That's the game. That's the game of this uh, weekend, no question. Now, out west, UW Oregon, big game, big game, and 
I do think the winner of that game gets into the playoffs. If it's Oregon with the one loss because they beat UW in the championship game of the Pac-12, they get in. If UW beats them again, they get in. I do think the winner of that game gets in. So if we're talking about the playoffs, let's go ahead and do this. The winner of the Pac-12 championship game, Duckies or the Huskies, they get in. Michigan beats Iowa. They're a 24-point favorite. They get in. The Alabama-Georgia winner gets in. And then you've got if Florida State beats Louisville in the ACC championship game, I think they probably get in. Tonight, I may, and I have not watched one of those committee shows yet this year. I may, if I remember, tune that in just to see if they talk about that specifically or if they avoid it. Let's see if there's any transparency there. Then you have the question, what about Texas? Let's say Texas wins the Big 12 championship game against Oklahoma State. Well, Texas is going to need some help. Texas is not going to get in just by virtue of they've got to be in. They've had a hell of a year. That would make them 12-1. and one. That's a heck of a year. Give it to Sark. But they would need some help. They'd need a lot of help. It's possible. Yeah, it's possible. But I think that's what we're looking at right now. If you want to just take what is reasonable, the percentages that are reasonable, the Pac-12 winner, Michigan, making an assumption there about Michigan and Iowa, and then the SEC championship game, and then Florida State. Do I agree with that? No. I would have um, Georgia in. If this is about the best four teams, I would have that in. Now, again, I'm not I'm not against Florida State. Congratulations if they get in. But if it's truly about we got to get the best four in there, I've got to do it that way. The Smoke Doctor. Bill, although not as widely accepted as a superstar, Ted Ginn Jr. was a pretty good athlete. Six punt returns for TD set a record in the Big Ten. Set sprint and hurdles records in high school. Interesting fact that he was recruited as a DB. Remember Ted Ginn in the championship game against Florida started that game returning a kickoff for a touchdown. Or a touchdown. That would have been which game? That would have been the 06 game, right? Correct me on that. I believe that's right. The 06 game. Started that game housing, did he not? The uh, opening kickoff. And then Florida yeah, pretty much took over from there. The GOAT. Bill, your thoughts on the Florida State quarterback moving forward? The horrible Florida defense made him look bad. What's Georgia, Oregon, or Washington going to do to him? Well, it's going to be a problem. Yeah, I mean, Florida State is not good enough in its current form to win it all. And it's because Jordan Travis is not available. He would give them a fighting chance. I would not favor them even with him. But certainly without him, I give them no chance. And it's been a heck of a year. Yeah, it's been a heck of a year. Tom in Myrtle Beach. Bill, what if Florida State wins ugly? Does a one-loss Texas or Georgia get in over them? If it's about the four best teams, 
I'd have Georgia in there if Georgia lost. You're, you're saying Georgia loses the Alabama game. I know, I know. It's Somebody's going to be ticked off no matter what. I get it. All right, we're going to get another break. Blake Rafino tomorrow. Brett Ziancia. Johnny Crawford. Any items for Johnny, send them to me. Omni Nashville Hotel. Good morning. Still a little bit of traffic volume coming in from Rutherford County, Murfreesboro, towards Nashville on 24 westbound up through the Hickory Hollow area. Still a little bit crowded over here past the airport on I-40 westbound at Donaldson Pike as that traffic continues to build in from Wilson County. Still not too bad right now out in West Nashville. Just a normal heavy traffic flow on 40 east up by Charlotte Pike. Hey, don't miss it this year. Enchanted Garden of Lights at Rock City in Chattanooga. Check them out online today at crockcity.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. Trusted for creative design and committed to both the function and aesthetics of your smile, Jody Jones Dentistry for 26 years has provided a wide range of general and cosmetic dentistry services along Nashville's Music Row and coming soon to Hermitage and Murfreesboro. The Nashville leader for cosmetic dentistry provides a unique luxury environment for patients who want his famous Hollywood smile. Just ask the country music stars, actors, athletes. Yeah, he was eight years the dentist for the Predators to display his celebrity smile. To learn more, visit JodyJonesDDS.com or call 615-259-5100. In Tennessee, 967,430 people struggle with hunger, and 295,570 of them are children. That's one in seven who struggle with hunger, and one in five are children. People who are hungry are not necessarily living on the streets. They may be in your child's classroom, in your neighborhood, or just down the street. In addition, many of these people live in food deserts, which are areas more than 10 miles from the nearest grocery store. Often there are limited resources to get food, and the only option is fast food or convenience markets. While processed food may help with hunger pangs, it provides little to no nutrition. What began in 2008 as a dream to buy land, grow food, and give it away has recently developed into a way to serve and impact more individuals in the community. God has blessed our mission to be a healthy food source to those in need so much, By Faith Farm had to create a nonprofit to continue meeting the need in the community on a larger scale. Visit ByFaithFarm.com to get involved. That's ByFaithFarm.com. And now, Tennessee Heat and Air is reminding motorists to slow down on our roadways. Keep an eye out for kids at play and never text and drive. This message is brought to you by Tennessee Heat and Air. For all your residential or commercial heating and air repairs, maintenance, and installations, give the pros a call today at 615-856-3610. 615-856-3610. That's Tennessee Heat and Air. Going the extra mile for safety. They're professionals who care. This is the Greg Pogue and John Burton Show. Former Titans coach Jeff Fisher. Who's grumpy this morning? <laughs> coach, so, I'm not grumpy. Yeah, I mean, hey, John. Yeah. Pull your head out of your butt. Get yourself in a better mood. <laughs> I'll do my
my best, Coach. Thanks for the pep talk. Okay. You just you just made a promo for him. <laughs> Greg Fogue and News Channel 5's John Burton, WNSR, Nashville Sports Radio. gives you a wide latitude on topics because Bill King isn't afraid of your telephonic interaction. 615-844-5600. Heard from Griff. If you were listening earlier, we tried in his regular spot to have Griff on. That's top of hour two, and it was... Choppy at best. Morris code would have sounded better. He sent me a message, said he'd be happy to join us in another slot this week. We'll find a slot for him. Got to have him on. Of course, later this week, Kevin will be with us talking about the Alabama-Georgia matchup. I haven't really gone too deep into thinking that game out, but you have to favor Georgia. I haven't really thought about the lines of scrimmage, athlete on athlete yet, and all that. I haven't really thought that out much. That'll happen today, the rest of the week. But you do have to favor Georgia. Georgia's Vegas-wise, this morning when I looked, it was minus 5.5. I think that's very fair. Brad will tell us on Friday what his numbers say. Is that too much? Is 5.5 too much? Georgia, I think, top end is the better team. I feel like they're the better team. But we've seen a lot of interesting games between these two. And Milrow was playing some outstanding football. Got to give that guy credit. On this show, players will get critiqued. We're talking about a sport. It's very fair to critique a player's play. It's also fair to acknowledge how far they've come. And how well they're playing. And you've got to say that about Milrow. You do. You have to say, okay, it's true both ways. It was a struggle early. Finding his skill set and putting that to paper. The play call sheet. The style. All of that was a struggle early. Tommy Reese was new. They have worked through that. And they didn't have to lose a game. Now, they lost the Texas game. But other than that, they did not have to lose a game to learn a lesson. They were able to chop through it, still win, and get them into this situation they're in right now. If you're Alabama, everything you could possibly want to happen with your season, top end is available for you. That's all you can ask. And once again, Nick Saban proves historically why he's the best to ever do it. Folks, fixing stuff in season, particularly on this level, is not easy. It's easy to sit here for me or you and critique it. It's another thing to fix it. 
Let me ask you this. How many defenses have you ever seen in your life, and I'm not talking about Alabama here, just in general, defenses to me are impossible to fix in season if you're struggling. How many defenses have you seen struggle? I mean struggle mightily, and at some point, week seven, week eight, they just come together. That's almost impossible to have happen. Once you lose your way defensively, you're done for that year. LSU, we were talking about LSU early on. The way they misused Harold Perkins, et cetera, early on. And I talked about it week two, week three. That's stuff you don't fix in season. Now, you can tweak it. You can watch film. You can move guys around. You can scheme this up. But once you lose your way, you don't fix things that broken in season, particularly on defense. I think you can on offense somewhat. That's been my many, many centuries of studying this stuff, talking to coaches about it, etc. It's It's really difficult. Buckeye Brenda reminds me, Ted Ginn Jr. on that play, after that kickoff return against Florida, had his foot broken by one of his teammates. Georgia Dog says, I heard some Vegas guy say even if Georgia loses to Bama, they would still be favored against the other teams. He says, whether it's the best four teams or not, Vegas knows. Yes. Georgia, if they lost the game to Alabama, would be favored over Alabama if they had to play again. Michigan. Or let's say the Duckies do beat UW. They're a nine-and-a-half-point favorite, Oregon. Tell you what. When's the last time a West Coast team was good enough to win a national championship? 0405 Southern Cal, because they won it in 04, and then you had the famous Texas game. It's been almost 20 years. What about the 2010 Duck team against Auburn? Um, I don't think so. They weren't going to beat Cam Newton. Wasn't a high scoring game. I say Southern Cal 0405. Duckies might be good enough. That team's incredibly impressive. And they, yeah, they played Georgia in the opener a year ago and did not compete. They got, as we would say here in the South, they got blowed out. But since then, uh, Dan Lanning has done a wonderful job. Yeah, I know. Just some advice. If you have a team and your team's defense sucks, that ain't getting fixed in the season. Whatever the problem is, stays the problem. In season. That's the general rule of thumb. Blake Rafino, Brett Ciancia, Johnny Crawford, all on Wednesday. Lodge Power.